1: it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is Friday. About to get ready for the big holiday weekend. Hope you have a good weekend. Uh, nice long weekend as everyone is off on Monday as far as observing the holiday. And a lot of people are actually off today. Police in the news. Starting with the incident that happened in Providence, uh, press briefing, Friday morning, we're going to have more on that as the day and as the show goes along. But I want to start off, if you visit the website, topetro.com, you can see that I posted video from the the body cam. And all these people on Thursday were screaming, where's the body cam footage? Where's the body cam footage? And Providence Police, this started Tuesday night. Providence Police were called out. It's a neighborhood. They're feuding in one home. It's on Sales Avenue. It's off of uh, Eddy Street um kind of near thurber's avenue in uh, itty street but anyhow so in one house uh people appear to be latino several of the people need a translator they're speaking spanish back and forth next to them uh seem to be a home of seem to be african-american but i'm not exactly sure but anyhow so they're fighting back and forth warring and they fight back and forth and all this stuff and it's all trash all over again you can go to the website petro.com. i broke it up Uh, because it's long into four different videos and um and so the police are called in and they're trying to say listen we don't take sides here i think one of the houses the house in question all the loudmouths people in there have been arrested a bunch of times you know there's uh the grandmother and then there's all these other people floating around and all these people in and out and and uh people all different ages and so forth so all this activity and um and so I, th- I think i had did see that police were called 42 times to the house so the house is one of those that are always in trouble and they're fighting back and forth and they're trying to say to the latino family listen you go into your house and say to the other family you got to stay on your side there's uh kind of like a not an empty lot but a little bit of a yard a little bit of an empty lot in between so you stay there you stay there and then there's a third family across the street i think they're the ones that maybe called the police because then there's fighting so you have three different groups on the street and so providence police they're called in and they're trying to you know get everybody back and then you know suddenly these kids still want to fight and so they're trying to call on and still trying to instigate a fight and the police are telling them to to back off and then they go after a kid that he won't and then they're trying to get him then someone else jumps on top of them and saying yeah doing nothing I ain't doing nothing and then they try to intervene So then the police are trying to disperse people because then people are grabbing at the police, and it's a total melee, and then they're shooting pepper spray. And, folks, the bottom line, on today's Friday, on, on, on Thursday, this running narrative, this family even had a press conference trying to say that they were just under attack, almost like minding their own business. There's no one in control. No one is in charge of these kids. No one listens to the police stay over on that side stay over on that side stay in your yard let's diffuse the situation the police on the body cam are saying you know they're just going to keep going back and forth i thought the providence police showed tremendous discipline they showed tremendous training they showed tremendous patience they're trying to keep everybody listen you people stay over there you people stay over there everybody try to simmer down and then they just won't they keep going back and forth and then they're threatening we're going to shoot you so then the police are trying to arrest some people and they're putting the people all right you're getting arrested you're in the paddy wagon in handcuffs they're explaining to the mother why don't you follow us down then you can pick them up but they're disobeying and then all these people are screaming so on on wednesday do you know these people of course obviously looking for money and there were there were attorneys in that area that just prey on them telling hey we can get you money if a young child got if you say that a young child got caught with pepper spray could probably get you you know I don't know, 30,000, 50,000, something like that. So suddenly it's a big to do. And shame on certain members of the media that are running with this narrative. Completely false narrative. What these people were saying on Thursday was completely different than what was on the body cam footage. On the body cam footage, listen, it's hot. There's a bunch of police, a couple instances, they didn't know who was who uh you know the way some people wear their hair and dress you can't tell if it's a boy or a girl all right so they didn't know and they're saying it's a boy and then the person saying no i'm a girl you know and they're saying they how dare you misgender me you know it's it's 100 degrees out you people won't stop fighting we were called out here all right whatever you know we can't tell who's who uh but just complete disregard no sense now, now, never mind you know now things start to float around the people in the house they've been arrested a bunch of times shoplifting eviction breaking and entering Uh, all kinds of you know kids running around you have people that are 37 years old and they're a grandmother and all this other i mean it is just an absolute mess and now the police in hindsight you know that's the thing that the providence police have to decide all right so they stayed and then the police and they just stayed there they they seemingly were trying to keep the situation under control in hindsight in hindsight i i don't i don't know and going forward now the latino family they seem like they wanted to need the police it was really the other family that seems to be the problem family that they were screaming up and down and the mother's marching around with bare feet never mind on the street all over the place and the kids are running in and out of the yard and there's a young boy and he's going in the other yard to fight another kid and he they can't control him no one listens no one listens to authority go in the house no one will go in the house stop doing that no one will do that now they're screaming oh an infant got hit with pepper spray and blah 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 in the middle of the incident the police realized these people are posting videos online as this is going on i'm telling you, this is an instant instance where the police should just say guess what we're not coming out call your social worker Uh, better yet call black lives matter who i believe and i'm serious about this folks i am telling you the leader of that black lives matter and i don't mean brother gary it's this other group and these young people one of them should be charged on trying to incite a riot because they basically painted this picture that this family was just sitting out on the stupid minding their own business and they're trying to just stay cool in the heat and the police descended on them and the police were attacking the children and the police were pepper spraying the infant and oh my god one story after another they leave out the fact they're threatening to fight the Latino family. They leave out the fact that the members of their family won't stop going into the other yard and trying to fight. They they leave out the fact that the kids are out of control. They can't control them. They're running all over. Obviously, the police can't control them. Their own parents can't control them. Their siblings can't control them. One of them starts to fight. Another one goes to then You know, they're saying, you know, that's his brother, and you can't tell who's who. And some people look white and some people look, I, I don't know what the races are. You don't know whose family. It seemed very confusing. The police are like, now, do you live here? Who speaks English? Who speaks Spanish? I mean, it is an absolute cus- cluster blank. Uh, now, but I am saying, I think it then reached a point the police should have just said, "We're that's it. You know, maybe a couple stay behind. Maybe referee. Whatever it's going to be. Oh, but and, and they were saying, you watch, we're going to be called out here all the time. We're always called out here. These people are always feuding. That one's a problem. That one's a problem. That one I've arrested. That one I've arrested. I mean, there are problematic people. This is the problem house. I guarantee you. When I talk to people on the street. If the police are called, that's the problem house. Somebody's fighting. Domestic violence. Bah, ba bah. Then there's a fight. Then a bot. whatever. Things are thrown. They're threatening they're going to shoot somebody. Then they're going to fight somebody. One thing after another. But then you get these people that were then misleading and members of the media going right along with it. Yeah, this was disgraceful. Providence police harassing these poor people and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it is absolutely a joke. That's not what was going on. Uh, I thought the police, again, it's tough. It's hot. People are not complying. Folks, this also plays into if you continue to tell people right blank the police ignore the police the police are your enemy don't you listen to the police and all this other stuff you know what suddenly now these kids will not listen then uh, forget about listening to the police they don't listen to their own parents you can't tell who's in charge who's a mother who's a grandmother no sense of order there's no se- and by the way there's trash all over the place there's trash all over their driveway there's garbage on the steps and i mean there's no sense of my god i think of like i see one piece of litter i go and pick it up if i see like a wrapper i go and pick it up if somehow you know i see a wrapper that blew onto my grass or something these people no one i I, i'm telling you the police should have said listen let's get a barrel and start picking up this trash you people have more than enough to do holy cow and they have a side yard they don't have to be right out in the front they don't have to be in the where the other people are they instigate fights back and forth but the real i i can't but and then later i will talk about the situation with the Pawtucket police officer who uh i i don't know what to make of that that story is still just so bizarre but we'll we'll get into that but the the providence thing if you want to see body cam footage the real footage of what happened go on to the website petro.com you're listening to the John Petro show well it's a challenge to run your business these days maybe you need to find the right type of workers why not let MIGA Professionals find them for you? Call MIGA Professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA M-E-G-A Professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business, let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801.
2: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchels at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchels at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
1: Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401 401- 321 785 9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com. Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury? Fight back, call Jack. Free consultation 401 785 9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back, call Jack 401. 401- it would be great if you were in an auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should but it doesn't happen that way you need a fighter fight back call jack free consultation 401-785-9400 jack calvino 401-785-9400 or online fight back calljack.com
0: I can breathe clearly now My mask is gone Nothing but a big smile For all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear my lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full full, full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, full, full of clean air. A long before, before, before beautiful
1: Listening to the John DePietro show weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining me right now for the Boston Globe, he is columnist Dan McGowan. And Dan, uh, if you don't mind, let's start off. Uh, today is the final day of June. And uh, as you lay out in Roadmap, it's a very important day. And uh, for those that are running for, it's going to be the big primary next September. And that is going to be the Democrat gubernatorial primary.
2: Yeah, it's so strange to be talking about, you know, very important dates when we're so far out. But for, for those out there, <clears throat> excuse me, for those out there who, uh, you know, pay close attention to this, June 30 is a... Um, a uh, big fundraising deadline because it, it it's it's the second end of the second quarter of the the calendar year for, for these politicians, and uh, what I did for a roadmap this morning was kind of take a look at their their strategies for fundraising. And you know, I mean, John, you, you're on all these email lists, and so we get you know, uh, every politician's pitch for, for why you should give them 50 a $100, $10, right, at the end of a quarter. Um, and so it's really interesting because you look at the four main candidates for governor, the Democratic candidates, at least, Governor McKee, Nellie Gorbea, uh, Jorge Alors, and Seth Magaziner. Um, what Dan McKee it, it really needs to prove is, one, that he can be a fundraising force, which we think is probably going to be true now that he's, you know, he's got a full... Uh, you know, quarter uh, under under his belt as the governor, and he took this approach of, you know, being very straightforward with his supporters. He said, "I want to, I need to show strength. I need the money." He actually says, "You know, I need to show Republicans that I that I'm, you know, going to have all this money." What he actually means, of course, is Democrats. He needs to show other Democrats that he is, uh, you know, you know, strongly fundraising. The other three candidates, interestingly. All took some version of the same approach, which is this kind of fundraising, I don't know, tactic or cheat that a lot of these guys uh, pull, which is, you know, they come up with a random number. It doesn't matter, $11,000. I need $12,200 by the end of the quarter. And so all three of them had different numbers to say, we need to show strength. We need to have these things. All of this is to say... This quarter is very, very important because it's going to be, you know, we won't get the numbers until the end of next month, but, you know, we're really going to start to close in on who, who can separate themselves. We know that treasurer magazine is an excellent fundraiser. We expect Dan McKee to uh, suddenly become a very formidable fundraiser. How much can Nelly Gorbea raise though? How, where's Merrill Lorza in this? You know, he has a lot of money, but is he able to show the same strength You know, now that he's being pretty clear that he's going to run for governor. So lots of questions about this. And I think it's going to be, you know, the money race up until, I mean, what would you say? I I would say up until next March, April, May, the only thing that matters in the race for governor is, is the money race, because you won't even really start talking about issues and separating yourself and debates until, you know, next spring. So everything's about fundraising right now.
1: Hey, governor, are you surprised that uh, so far, um, as we're, you know, getting ready to hit the main stretch of summer, July Fourth, the Liberty, that, that Secretary of State Gobea really, she's the only one that so far has announced that she is in fact running for governor.
2: I am a little bit surprised. Remember, we talked about this when she announced. You know, one of the things yeah. that, if you talk to some of her supporters. Um, one of the reasons she felt very strongly about needing to get out there was actually it was a media related thing. A couple of weeks before she announced, uh, I believe the journal had a story that that essentially, you know, said, Oh, it looks like a two-person race for governor uh because of fundraising numbers. It was set and it was Seth Magaziner versus Dan McKee. That put her in a very tough spot because one, she was sitting there reading the probably reading the paper that morning and saying, wait a minute, you know. Uh, I'm I'm running I'm serious about this and she needed to show to her supporters here and to her supporters nationally that um that you know she's going to be a viable candidate and that she needs to raise that money so she needed to kind of vault herself onto the radar more so than the other candidates um I'm a little surprised the other ones haven't taken it because uh because Dan McKee has to his credit, has sucked a lot of life uh, you know, out of the room, so to yes. speak. Uh, you know, he he's now, I think, generally speaking, you talk to any Democratic insider in this state, and they would say he's a favorite, maybe a yep. heavy favorite to be the next to, to to win the primary. And so these other guys have this, you know, a difficult spot. Seth Magaziner's raising all the money in the world. He's not gonna do anything else. He's going to run for governor. Um, he may just be biding his time because he wants to you know, pick a spot where the governor maybe slips up or, or, you know, maybe when there's not as much uh, there's just so much happening in the news cycle. So maybe he'll wait a little bit. Mara Lorza, you know, I think there are a lot of people in Mara Lorza's camp that, that still hope that maybe he'll reconsider, maybe he'll run for a treasurer, maybe he'll uh, you know, look at some other job maybe he'll just go off into the private sector um everything I understand from those who are truly close to the mayor is he is running for governor he just hasn't decided when he's going to announce yet
1: Dan McGowan you know what's interesting is I think the the whole situation with water fire is a good indicator of, of where we are and with governor mcKee where let's let's face it in in the past when money's tight you know you just can't look how he could suddenly swoop in like, oh, do you need 300 grand for water fire? Boom. I'll write the check myself like that. This is, it's such an unusual situation where there seemingly right now is just this endless uh, supply, you know, of money. But at the same time, you tweeted out the fact that, you know, look, the worker shortage is real. Look how Greg's is, you know, you know, no longer going to serve breakfast.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, there's, (laughs) I think you nailed it here. Uh, The this is um a, a different time. It's almost like maybe a weird comparison, but it almost reminds me you you pay close attention to New york City and yep. and so do I. And so, if you remember when Mike Bloomberg was mayor, he was so rich that he could solve problems, you know, city problems with his own money, right? That's right. And and you know sometimes it was for advocacy efforts, right? Their sugary drinks tax, things like that. He was able to just write a write an endless check, blank check. Um, but even sometimes, like actually solving the you know, the day-to-day problems of city government, he was willing to kind of put his money where his mouth was. And, you know, a lot of people would look at that and say, wait a minute, this is, you know, it's not actually what government or democracy is supposed to look like, but it it got New York city running. It made people appreciate him. He, He was willing to put his money where his mouth is. In this case, this isn't Dan McKee's money, but it is our state's money. And he is able to kind of put out, it's a bad joke. Put out fires or start yes. fires um, with all, you know, with all of this money. I think you're right. I think you're going to see a lot of those examples. Any chance the governor can get to kind of, um, you know, step in and, and and throw a little bit of money here and, and do a little bit of, uh, you know, do a project here or there. Now, we should say on the water fire issue, I thought the, the city council in Providence really uh, they it's a classic Providence City Council move. They thought they were doing the right thing by trying to fund a bunch of, you know, important organizations, and they got a little stubborn. They knew that the, I think they knew that the Water Fire folks were going to go to the press, and they kind of dug in, and this is one of those times where you need a mayor to step up and say, wait a minute, guys, even if you don't want to give them this money, this is a terrible look, and we have to do it. Instead, what happened, I think the mayor did want to give the money, but Dan McKee was able to kind of swoop in and and make that happen. I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think, you know, if you're out there right now, if you're one of the the folks who listen to John and you're mad about, you know, the end of my street has a big pothole or just little things, this is your year, the next year or so to to get almost whatever you want, because the governor is going to just try to make everybody happy. Um, And then to your kind of the second half of your question, you're right. There's still a lot going on. I mean, the, the the Gregs thing, and I, you know, I'm I'm soft on Gregs. I used to, I was a bartender there, so I really oh, like the place. Oh. Um, but you know, you you see, you know, they announced, hey, we're we're stopping our breakfast service now. Gregs, as you know, not known for breakfast, but they do do it. They they always have, they've done it on weekends for many years yeah. now um i think that's a real challenge i think you are seeing even even at nice restaurants we went to a restaurant over the weekend where you know there was a sign on the door that almost i think that said something like excuse the service if it's slow it's not because the servers are bad at their jobs right it's because they don't have the people you know not just servers but you know the 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 cooks and things like that um i I think this is still a challenge and it's going to be Worse, I think. You know, we're really now. It's kind of like the the first real week of summer. Um, y- you're not going to see many of these changes until really those unemployment benefits end after Labor Day. So this could be a summer where I think a lot of people are going to be very frustrated with what they yes. with what they see, and and that could you know that could change the mood of people in a lot of ways.
1: Someone uh I know went to Twin Willows last night to watch the game. They don't serve food on Monday and Tuesday nights anymore. Twin Willows down in Near Wow. Because they don't have they don't have the workers. So folks, quick break. More with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, right here on the John DePedro Show. Mega truck and trailer appear. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts 508-336-2110. 508 508- And also, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair.
3: 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com
1: this summer let J. K. L. engineering keep you and your family nice and cool JKL engineering call them today 401-351-7600 they're licensed in rhode island and massachusetts JKL, it's gonna be a hot summer ahead. Call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free, financing is available. Remember, with JKL, fifty-four years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free, financing is available. This summer, call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with JKale Engineering, 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePetro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Depetro.com Time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, boy, what a shocker. apparently this has been in the pipeline, but Bill Cosby, three years in prison caught the press conference afterwards his legal team working on this and uh boy a real stunner but uh the judge decided boy he did in the course of justice when you put a lot of the emotion away and put it to the side and enforce the law i guess they determined he did not get a fair trial and set free from prison
4: and this uh shows the importance as we talked about many times that When you're on trial, trial counsel has to preserve every possible appellate issue. The appellate issue that got the case thrown out was a rather obvious one, which no one would have missed. Um, It was hotly contested in the course of the trial, but uh, essentially Cosby had two appellate issues. One was the trial justice, recall the first trial ended in a mistrial. So they have a second trial, new judge, new jury. And this judge allows the prosecutor to call, I think, six or more um, other women to whom similar um, conduct uh, befell them uh, by Cosby, drugging them and allegedly taking advantage of them sexually. The second issue was the prosecutor was allowed to read from transcripts from Cosby's own words in the in the course of a civil matter where Cosby testified in a civil case with the assurance that whatever he said would not result in his being prosecuted. Yep. So he had a non-prosecution agreement. Now, the prosecutor who made that agreement, who gave those assurances, at the time of the second trial was no longer with the DA's office. There's a new DA who says, we're not bound by that agreement. We can Mm. use this trial justice very boldly allowed the prosecutor to essentially read into the record questions and answers from Cosby's deposition, where he freely admitted, freely admitted that he gave women quaaludes and that he took advantage of them. That testimony um, uh, resulted in a substantial civil judgment uh, for Andrea Costand, the woman who then pursued him on this criminal case. Right. Um, That was always going to be the central issue. Did the judge err in allowing Cosby's deposition testimony in? Essentially, Cosby lost his um, Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. He didn't have the right at this trial to say, I'm not testifying. He Mm -hmm. lost that right. And the prosecutor said, I've got this transcript and I'm going to use it. Uh, The Pennsylvania Supreme Court found that that conduct by the prosecutor was unacceptable, that the trial justice committed a gross error, gross legal error in allowing that testimony in. Um, determined that that non-prosecution agreement would bar any future prosecution of this case. So the door has been slammed shut on any new prosecution of Cosby in the future. Therefore, they couldn't try the case again and say, okay, let's try it again, but we won't use that transcript. Pennsylvania Supreme Court says, nope, can't do it anymore. This case is over. This is a free man. He's already done three years in jail in, incorrectly. Um, it was not right that he went to jail under these circumstances. He is a free man. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court, John, never reached the question of whether the judge committed, judge committed an error in letting all those um, other women testify as, you know, evidence of prior bad acts by Cosby. Yep. Typically, reviewing courts only get to the issues they need to to make a decision. And many times after they cut to the chase and make the decision on the most important issue, they will defer or decline to rule on everything else that's before them. So they didn't, They never read. I think there were, the trial judge was wrong to let all those other allegedly corroborating women come in. Um, that in and of itself, I think, would have been enough to flip the case.
1: Hmm. Tim Dodd, and also, if he had been allowed to stay out on bail, then he he never would have been behind bars on this.
4: Oh, so I guess if you think that he did wrong, and it appears that he did wrong, he's freely admitted he did wrong. Um, He was wrongly convicted. He has been punished. He's 83 years old. I think he's legally blind. Um, So for better or for worse, I guess he received punishment even though he received his punishment in the most incorrect legal way possible mm. tim Dodd, do you
1: think was it uh, the, because of the the amount of attention on the case that maybe the judge felt pressured to allow some of this testimony when normally if it if it had not been the type of high profile case it was and the allegations because i mean there were protests and activists outside the courtroom and do, do you think did that seemingly come into play of why a judge would uh, decide and and rule the way that they did?
4: Well, it's, it's hard to know. I don't think any judge is ever going to say, yes, I, I capitulated to the mm-hmm. protesters outside of my window. Um, one never knows. I mean, certainly there are many cases where the um, conduct and the decisions of the trial justice can be faulted. Mo- one of the more famous recent cases the very peculiar conduct of judge ito in the oj trial uh being very deferential to some of the defense experts um almost like a fanboy with all the people Mm. that were coming to the courtroom and you could say we don't know yet what will happen on appeal but look at the chauvin case i think that judge made many questionable decisions Mm. and just like Cosby after sitting in the can for three years gets out and I'm not defending his conduct. I'm not jumping up and down saying this is great. I think it's great that the system worked. I don't think it's so great that this guy who seems to be an unusually creepy individual is now back on the street, mm-hmm. but with um, Chauvin, his only chance is to get a reviewing court who is not perhaps in,
1: We're speaking with uh, Attorney Tim Dodd, and we are going to – go right ahead, Tim.
4: It it simply makes a ruling based upon the law in a very dispassionate way, and I think in Chauvin's case, not to drift away from Cosby, I think Chauvin's got some really excellent appellate issues, which could overturn the verdict and could give him a new trial. So when he sees – What's this happened to Cosby, it may give him some hope while he sits in jail waiting for his appeal to be heard.
1: And Tim Dodd, what do you think of the 22 years that Derek Chauvin has been, uh, again, and the judge saying that he thought it was cruel and an almost unusual punishment of what he did to George Floyd? People are also wondering uh, why does someone have their mother testify saying, I think he's innocent, and then why didn't he throw himself on the mercy of the court more?
4: Why? Well, I... I think the 22 and a half years was about right. He gets credit for the time that he's been in jail, which is not significant, but it's it's certainly some time. And when you're in jail, you're scraping and scratching for every day. You can get knocked off your sentence. The minimum was going to be in the 15 range. The maximum was going to be in the 40-year range. So um, I think that the judge made an upward departure but he didn't crush Chauvin with something Mm. close to the max so I I think the judge um, did about as good a job you can in balancing the equities between the victim and the defendant and the sentencing guidelines in Minnesota Um, I think he got it just about right in terms Mm. of that In terms of why Chauvin didn't do something more in terms of apologizing or falling on the mercy of the court or a big mea culpa, uh, I think what he basically said is, I feel bad for the family, but just wait because evidence is going to be coming out, which will make you feel differently about all of this. Now, maybe he's got something new. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's the closest he could come to an apology. Based upon his outward appearances during trial, I didn't expect him to say anything, and I certainly didn't expect some tearful apology. And if the family wanted that, they certainly didn't get it.
1: Yeah. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Turning Tim Dodd right here on The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality fair pricing, exceptional service, residential, commercial, seal-coating patios, get your driveway paved, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and general masonry projects, J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates, call them today at 401-732-1730, 401 401- 732 1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs, no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving.
3: Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Baileys Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been
2: members, your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that, and
0: I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blaming all on his roots, born a blue-blooded snoot, his birth was a black-tie fair. It's all who you know. Like Claus von Beulow. he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Baileys, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain. He likes clubs with white. With the lead raspy crowds Where for decades kept the Jews away And BLF cannot stay Well, he's not big on diverse faces Bailey's Beach Club is his oasis Sheldon likes the clubs With wide faces
3: Concerns in 2021, I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club, again, in this day and age, should these clubs continue to exist?
4: It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them.
1: Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on Mega MEGA Logistics, call them today. 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to the John DePetro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. And we also have all our links to social media. We have a... Uh, Summers here, you want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401 305 3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church, di- diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like aisae, honey, maple syrup octave skin brushes also over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas it's my health where you'll find hemp and cbd products for oral and topical use natural skin care products hair, car, hair care products essential oils body oils and soaps it's my health stop it and see marie 1099 mendon road in cumberland or call her 401 305-3585 shop local and stay healthy with it's my health right across the street from Davenport restaurant. We speak with Donna Perry of the sun Chronicle and DJ, I just want to pick up. Uh, I think if you're team Biden, it is a huge relief. You've made it to the 4th of July, but already the yeah. act is just stale. Uh, we will talk about, it. I think her trip to the border, she seemed very defensive. She can't stop the nervous laughter. You, someone asks a question, if she doesn't like it, she just starts laughing. But the president, when asked about the worker shortage, saying to all these businesses out there, guess what? You're going to have to pay them more. So now companies are competing with the federal government. Pay them more. Or basically, we're going to pay them to stay home. I, I I think they're lucky to get I think he's going to keep a very low profile during the course of the summer, probably emerge sometime after Labor Day, take off a lot of time in August. But already, I, I just I mean, yep. it, it, granted, the pandemic is over, but the way the amount of money and the spending and just his thing of the whispering and her with the giggling, I, I, I just know. this is going to be a long four years. Well, right. Oh, well, right. So and,
3: and I see from both of them, like, again, very bad, you know, in politics, he is just dug in on that most Anyone, you could be completely nonpartisan. Many economists have said it was just a misstep. Anyone who watches the American economy, you know, not overly political. It was it's a misstep. It was misguided. They should not have extended the unemployment benefits really past May when the summer needs to charge up. And they are just dug in. He seems incapable or no one can get. It's obviously not just him. I think they, you know, obviously the team creates all the policy, but he they just dug in. And so he won't say that. He won't circle back. They should have pulled. They, John, they can suspend those benefits like next week. Sure. And they're hurting businesses. We're seeing, as we talked about before, you're seeing everyone from airlines, FedEx, delivery we don't have the workers we don't yep. have the warehouse so number one he's dug in on that and then i think harris continues oh. to create this like fight with the media of like i went to the border no you didn't go to the border and like it's ridiculous and she just you know and then she even has this let's be honest she absolutely her team said you have to go because you've created it as like a PR mess, right? So they set this up and she doesn't really go to the border. She goes to El Paso. And I mean, you know, anyone can follow. There were many former border agents. They're speaking out, they don't care. And they're saying she, when she was there for a limited time, she did not seek real info or answers from them. She didn't really say, Hey, how tough has this been? or you know, the coyotes and the smugglers, our children like in trouble and threatened and in danger. Yeah. And she, she didn't want to talk about those issues that are front and center. So um, I don't know. I think that the, the visit it just, it looks like they did it so she can say, I went to
1: the border, you know that's what right. I mean? Like,
3: and, and that's not really achieving, you know, what's happening there.
1: And mentioning like the worker shortage, uh, for instance, today, Greg's Restaurant, several locations announced that for now, until further notice, they're no longer serving breakfast. They can't get the workers at their different places to serve breakfast. Now, someone may say, well, you know, big deal. Well, it it does become a big deal because if you go for breakfast, someone could say, all right, I'll tell you what, why don't we meet here for lunch next week? Or there's people every Wednesday, let's meet for breakfast or a breakfast meeting. And then you're there. And then maybe it rolls into dinner. But I also saw on Facebook someone, you know, was mentioning a restaurant that was closed last night. And they said, Does anyone know what that's about? Well, I know that it's they don't they can't they don't get have the the workers. They don't nope. have the staff. So, you know, and as as we know, so much of it becomes routine, then people just start to go somewhere else to have breakfast. You know, or you're right. Greg John. says, you know what? On second thought, we're just not gonna offer. So those people that used to that was their job. the job's not going to exist when they come back
3: no you're right and and by the way that that's remarkable, and I didn't catch that because that's it a, just
1: hit today yeah. it
3: and but breakfast that's actually a huge piece of business it is. for that kind of a restaurant yeah and and here's what that does, so that like you just said it, like that now trains people now you just handed the fast breakfast business to all the McDonald's or that's something right. in the area, you just yep. handed them. And, and often in that type of business, they know once you do that, you don't get them back. They, right. they find a new place. They say, well, you know, that was our routine. It's gone. See, that's actually rather remarkable. And they are sort of a name brand Rhode Island restaurant. And they, yep. they uh, normally attract legacy workers. And then now they don't have them. So it is. It's, I just think it's a larger issue. The White House does not have to be so dug in on it. It's okay. I mean, you know, just reverse it. But to have these benefits, as far as I know, go through Labor Day, it was just a big misstep. Um, and then now they so now you have this impact. The economy is definitely
1: feeling it. It is. And and there's also right now, I just feel that the the people in charge, elected officials in our area and then also obviously in Washington, they just seem tone deaf when it comes to business. For, for example, Waterfire said that because the Providence City Council is not going to help them, and apparently they need three hundred thousand, they can't do summer water fires. So they just say, Okay, oh, well then bring wow. it back in the fall. Now, Bob Burke, who we both know and runs yeah. for, said, Excuse me, listen, we are <laughs> dying in downtown Providence. The dunk is closed. There's no conventions. There's no graduations till next spring. You're gonna wait until September. We we are gonna be lucky if we can make it through the summer. That's a water shame. fire is Family, it's free, it lights up the city, it's a proven winner. People come out, it's something different, it's unique to the area. A lot of yeah. people from Southeastern Mass come in. You yes. don't seem to have people that are thinking of the business individual in making a lot of these decisions from government.
3: No, I, and you know, John, for all the money that we know is misspent oh, in that city, yes. 300,000, you yeah. know what? Water fire has generated untold amounts of revenue that's that right. that city would never have had That's right uh, over summer nights. And, you know, that's a real shame. And that, you're right. That's a wake-up call. Um, and I had observed over the years, frankly, some of the chambers of commerce around the state, John, they got to get a little more hardball.
2: You know, they, they, they
3: play nice, nice, and usually, and with the General Assembly, it's like it, if they're not in your corner, you know, it's time to just step up. Um, and that's a shame. I mean, that's like a branded, iconic event unique to Providence. And
1: needed. It's and needed. absolutely they needed need people to come back in, feel comfortable in the city, go out to absolutely. dinner. Some people used to say, hey, we're even going to live it up and get a hotel room and stay overnight and then maybe yes. have brunch the next day. You know, as, as you and I said about New York, cities need bodies to make people feel comfortable, bring it right. back to life.
3: And then um, you get some of the riffraff off the streets yes. because they, they don't want to be when you see crowds of people who are no. well-dressed and they're going to go to water fire and they have their children and the police are around. Yep. That's how you begin to turn the city back. And that's a real shame that's, that for that, that is not that much money for the city and that they, they should fight that. That's a real shame if that it comes that way.
1: Folks, you can read her great work in the Sun Chronicle. She is Donna Perry. DJ, great job. And we will talk to you again.
3: Great to be with you.